Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Um, unfortunately, Don is out. He's on vacation, but I am joined by a few uh, guest hosts who are principals in different parts of the country, mostly Florida. Um, we're going to whip around and introduce ourselves. We're going to actually start with uh, Corey Jackson. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Say your name, the state, and what, what do you enjoy most about being a principal? Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is as um, Jamal said, Corey Jackson, um, representing a, a uh, I'm a principal representing a charter school up in Jacksonville in Duval County. Um, one of the things that I love most about being a principal is uh, creating those opportunities um, to allow um, people people that work within my school just grow and shine and 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 show their expertise and so creating those opportunities for them to really let their light shine, so to speak. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. My name's Nate Francis. I am a principal here in Hillsborough County of a middle school. Um, 18 total years in education as a teacher, assistant principal, and now principal. Uh, the thing I enjoy the most is making an impact uh, with students and with the adults as well, with staff, students and staff. Making the biggest impact I possibly can on people is, is really my driving force for my profession. And uh, I'm Jackie Rao, and I am in Charleston County School District. Um, this is my first year in Charleston County in South Carolina. Um, I got connected with, with these guys here um, because I was in Florida. Um, so we were all Florida educators, but um, much like Nate, um, I've had uh, 16 years of experience in education, um, 10 years as as a assistant principal, um, and now I'm in my first year as a principal in Charleston. Charleston County. And just uh, just uh, for good form, you know, y'all know me, I'm Jamal Crook. Uh, my why or the thing that I enjoy most about being a principal, just like everyone else, is the opportunity that we have to change lives. Um, and, and along the lines of, you know, just changing lives, um, we know that it's hard work. We know that it takes a lot of energy. And um, today, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about avoiding burnout as a principal. Um, so we're going to just go around. What are some things that you all do to avoid burnout, um, especially in your first year? Or I know, Corey, you're more seasoned um, as a principal. What are some things that we do to avoid burnout? Um, well, the first thing. Well, I appreciate you giving me that shout out. I do have, this is my 21st year in education, moving into my 22nd. I've been an administrator now, a head principal for about six years. Um, and so one of the things that in the rest of the time I was a, a AP and a social studies teacher in middle school. And so as far as burnout for me, what, some of the things that I do to try to avoid, I am hugely, uh, um, big on exercise and so from the moment my day begins i am i, I am hyper focused i'm at the gym i'm on the treadmill and just re, just replaying the day um ante anticipating what the day is going to look like some of the things that i have on slate and so um i try to make sure that that schedule is consistent i'm i make sure that 
whether it's during the week, during the weekend, I get that time in to just decompress, exercise, move some weight around, jumping down, jump up, head up, down a little bit. And so that's the first thing I do to avoid burnout. I wish I could say the same thing. <laughs> um, exercise isn't, isn't the thing for me. Um, but I, you know, on a personal level, in order for me to avoid burnout, um, I have to have like time to meditate in the morning, you know, I'll call it meditate. You can call it pray. You can call it, you know, self-reflection, whatever the case may be, um, devotionals. Um, but I need that time to kind of center myself on, on what's important in my life. Um, so that I, you know, can focus, focus for the day on those important things. Um, and that's on a personal level, but then on like a, on like at the school, um, the biggest thing that I've found that helps me to avoid burnout is making sure that I have systems in place for all of the things that, that I need to do. Um, because otherwise I feel like I'm running around spinning my wheels, right? If there aren't systems and you're just put, running around, putting out fires. Um, and I feel like in, in my first year, as a principal, um, this year, I've spent a lot of time figuring out those systems and redoing those systems, because I know that if I, if I don't have those systems in place, um, I will get burnout, you know, and there have been points this year where I'm like, whoa, can I keep doing this? You know, because those systems weren't in place. Um, but then I take that, that time daily to like reflect and, um, you know, spend, spend my time with, um, you know, with devotions and things like that. Um, and I get recentered, you know, and then just focus on the, on the end game, which is get those systems in place. So I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Yeah. I mean, systems, like Jackie said, systems are, are really important. Uh, and in order to avoid burnout, you got to have systems to cool down and, um, you know, you always have to schedule time for yourself. Uh, that's first and foremost. It has to be intentional because if you don't intentionally schedule that time for yourself, whatever it is, working out, meditating, praying, um, reflecting, that time will, will go away unchecked and you will end up burning yourself out just for the fact that you're not setting that time aside for you to cool down. Um, prioritizing time with family, prioritizing just things that you want to do. But then also on top of that, it's really a mental, a mental game with yourself. Cause most of us know in this position, you can say, you know what, I'm going to take this time to uh, this, that, or the other, but uh, your mind will still be working, right? How many times have all of us gone to sleep and you're dreaming your work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. it's, it's a mental space that you have to get into as well as, as the actual actions of doing something different that you want to do. You have to continue to work with yourself mentally and emotionally to say, no, I'm going to disconnect, you know, finding something to disconnect and, and intentionally disconnecting your mind from that space is, is a way to, you know, help avoid that burnout because, I know there's been times, like you said, Jackie, where, where you're going at the rate that you're going and you're like, I don't know if I can, I can go at this pace. I really right. don't. Um, so it's a continual battle in my mind. Um, and then as each day comes new challenges and adventures and opportunities present mm -hmm. themselves that want to try to invade that time in that space. Um, 
But uh, like I said, just being intentional about your system and intentional about what it is that you're going to do to disconnect is so important as, uh, as principles. I think that's really, um, I think that intentionality, Nate, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that that's so, so important. You know, I think that um, walking out the door at a reasonable time, <laughs> you know, yes. and being intentional about that um, and, and being okay with, I think the hardest thing is to say the work can get done tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and prioritizing that time with family, because I think that we're all in, in leadership positions because of the, of, of the drive that we have. Right. Um, and we, we all want to do a great job and we want to change lives and we want to impact kids. And that's a, a hugely important job, um, that weighs on you, but we also have to say, okay, that's, that's a job. Um, and I need to go home and, and have my time now. Um, cause without yeah. that intentionality of that, um, we would lose ourselves in it. You're absolutely right. Uh, Jackie, I, I feel like, um, just to the points that you both made, I feel like we we're gonna we're gonna die with our inbox full. Somebody told me that at the beginning of this year, and I had this thing where I would try to clear out my email. And I know I share this with you all all the time when we talk. After that day, I stopped checking my email every day, and I just I have designated days. But it's a part of that part of that why for me is. I know that I need to go home. I need to have a hard stop because the work is going to be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if, if, if I take a little bit of time or a little bit more time to, you know, answer email or whatever it is on my to-do list, because if we're honest with ourselves, as soon as we clear out one to-do, getting one task done creates maybe 10 other tasks that you have to do just to maintain that task. It's, it's a never ending cycle of something. And just like the both, the both of you said, if we don't, uh, take the time for ourselves and we're intentional about when we go in and when we stop and knowing our limits, then we'll burn out. The The thing that, uh, the thing about burnout though, is you can't be burnt out if you were never on fire. And just like you said, uh, Jackie, it's we're in the positions that we have because of our drive. I think um, one thing for me though, that's really important in all of this in me avoiding burnout is having friends that understand what I'm going through. I know uh, we talk all the time. Yeah, I talk to all of you all the time. And me being able to just run by my ideas or regulate with my principal friend group and having someone understand what I'm going through and also say I'm going through the same thing so I don't feel all special when I'm going through a trial or a tribulation by myself or when I'm having a moment that I'm peaking, I'm having, I have someone around that can understand that can help me um, with counsel. Yeah, I think that's, I agree with you, Jamal. Having, having people that understand what we're going through is so important. I mean, he, you and I were having a conversation. I think it, it was just yesterday. And I was like, Oh my God, I needed this, mm -hmm. right. I needed to talk to someone that was like, yeah, I'm experiencing the exact same feelings and going through the exact same things right now. Um, and it's so easy for us as I think as human beings to close ourselves off 
you know, and say like, oh, I'm just going to wallow in my own emotions, you know, and not, and not reach out, but having, having people to talk to is motivating. You know, like I got off the phone with Jamal yesterday and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm motivated again. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like, let me get some work done, even though I'm on a, on break right now. Right. Right. So, so just, just switching up a little bit. I think one of the things that we, um, one of the things that we go through is that we mentioned before is um, our ability to understand that we need help in this job. So just real quick whip around, like you mentioned systems um, before Jackie and and Dr. Mm -hmm. Francis, what systems do you have in place that really help break up the work and help you avoid burnout? Um, So for me, um, one of the, one of the systems that I have in place is a a regular meeting with my assistant principals daily. Um, it's not long, it's super quick. Um, but it's just like, let's touch base. Let's see where we're all at on what we need to do. Um, and that helps me, it helps me, um, delegate tasks, um, that, that need to be delegated. Um, and it helps me check up on those tasks that I've delegated. So that's one of the systems that I have in place. Um, another system that I have in place is I have like individual, um, inboxes in my, in my email where like emails from the superintendent and emails from my immediate supervisor and, you know, emails from my APs go into these individual inboxes. So I never miss an important email. Um, but I don't feel like I have to be on email all the time, checking my email to make sure I don't miss something important. Couple, one of the things I do, it's real simple, but I'm a to-do list guy. Mm-hmm. So I have a to-do list every day. Um, and the system that I've gotten into is doing a, t- completing my to-do list for the following day before I leave work. And what that does for me is it helps to clear my mind because I'm not going home thinking about all the things that I need to do. I've written down all the things that I've I have to do for the following day so I can walk into work and just refer to my to-do list. And just for me, that helps me clear my mind as I walk out the door um, to make that new, new to-do list. Now there are things, you know, I'll take the today's to-do list. I'll look at the items that I've scratched off and some of those I'll be able to transfer over to the following day. Very few times do I ever get everything on my to-do list scratched off my paper. There is a lot of transferring that has to take place. But what that does for me is it gets it on paper where I'm able to get it out of my mind. Um, That way I'm not going home and I'm laying in bed at night thinking about all the things I need to do. I have it on paper and I can refer back to it when I get to the office in the morning. Right. So it's definitely, it sounds like it's definitely important for us to uh, break things up and, you know, just definitely have a, have a systematic approach because organization definitely helps the mind rest at night. Because like you said before, um, there are many nights we go home and our minds are still racing and uh, about work, but giving yourself the, the space to be at peace is extremely important. One thing I want to touch on before we close out 
is suffering from high expectations. Mm -hmm. I know that's something that, you know, we've all spoken about, but, uh, and what I mean by suffering from high expectations uh, is there'll be times where we'll walk into our schools, especially being in in the first year or no matter, no matter what year you're in, um, having that internal drive to continuously do more and knowing that you can, like the school can be better if we could, if we just had a magic wand to make it all happen, but then it takes time to get to where we're going. How do you, how do you all uh, deal with suffering from high expectations when you're not seeing what you want to see in the time that you felt like it should have been happening? I think it's I I keep in mind that you know it's not going to happen overnight, and so you I try to remain hyper focused on that that is still the goal and so what's what's that mission going to look like so that mission can look like you know day to day week to week month to month but there's still an end goal that folks around you may not see it but you see it and so therefore you create that that roadmap on how to get there and so try to try to remain hyper focused on the expectation to succeed and so it may be in small increments. It may be in a big, uh, uh, a big, a, a big showing of assessments of, of of some sort. But it may be so it can vary. But as long as you remain hyper focused on what's the expectation that you set for your school with your collaborative team, and then that mission to get there, and, and just constantly and and keeping that in the forefront of your mind and as well as others around you that it's not gonna happen overnight. And so this, this is a marathon. And so because of that marathon, we may see things in spurts, we may see things in waves. So you keep that focus because you're always gonna have, if, if you wanna be good at it, wanna be great at it, then there's always gonna be expectations and, and those high expectations take some time. And so you keep that as the focus, make sure that everyone around you understands that this is not going to happen overnight. If it if it did happen overnight, that's great, but it doesn't always happen that way. And so it is a marathon. And so you continue that train of thought, that mindset, that mentality, and try to and try to lead by example and and constantly being consistent with that message as a principal. Jamal, you know, you and I talk about this all the time, just for the fact that expectations that we have are are very high in what we do. And sometimes, most times, our expectations of what's going on and what needs to happen is higher than those of the people around us. And that takes a lot of self-talk as well um, in regards to, uh, you know, what the The time, right? Being shit with ourselves, not as fast as we're hoping, but um, the consistency really is key. You know, having high expectations is okay. Being consistent and being happy with the small victories, um, because we're not going to get every every goal, especially as our expectations are high. We're not going to reach those goals overnight. But if we can see the small progress that we're making on a daily basis, and we're being consistent with our actions, we're going to reach that goal eventually, um, and we're going to reach it at the right time because quick success isn't always the right success um, if it's not done in a way that is sustaining. So consistency, 
in sustaining excellence in what we do in, in those systems, we're going to get to the results that we want to get to. And, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, we're in the Christmas season, so kind of like dieting, right? Or you want to lose 20 pounds, you're not going to do it in a day, right? And you're not going to do it starving one day and, and binging the next. You're going to have to be consistent on a plan. And you might have that that one Christmas dinner setback, but as long as you get consistent again and get back on track, you're going to eventually get to your goal. And, and that's how we are with the goals that we set for ourselves in our schools and with our students and our staff. That consistency is really the key to get to where we want to get to. Right. Uh, Jackie, do you have anything to close us out? Yeah, um, I think that we all want to, you know, metaphorically run fast, right? Like mm -hmm. we see the need for change in our schools. We see, you know, the need, you know, because of because because we want to do what's best for kids. We want to change kids' lives, so we want to move fast. But I um I keep this quote um in my office, and I like tell myself this all the time. There was a quote um, from Abraham Lincoln and he said, I walk slow, so I never have to walk back. Um, and I remind myself of that because sometimes if we move too fast, um, we have to go back and we have to get people on board or we have to uh, undo what we've done because, you know, like Nate said, sometimes the quick fix or the quick win isn't always the right one, right? Um, and so, but I, mm -hmm. but I want to run fast. And so I remind myself, like, I'm going to walk slow because I'm going to get all of these people on board and we're going to walk with intentionality and we're going to walk together. Um, but it, it may be a slow process. Um, and sometimes that's hard, you know, that's hard because I see, I see where we could be for kids. Um, and I want that to happen right now because they deserve it. Um, but like Nate said, everyone around us doesn't have those same expectations. So it's a slow process. Change, change takes time. Um, and that's, that's a lot of self-talk for me, um, reminding myself, you know, that it's going to take time and that's okay. Right. And just, just to close this out along those same lines, I think both of you touched on it. I think as, as leaders, we have to give ourselves the, those small wins. Um, Bill Walsh wrote in his book, The Score Takes Care of Itself. He said that he probably would have coached a lot longer had he given himself um, or patted himself on the back for the wins that didn't result in the Super Bowl. And I think it's really important for us as we navigate as leaders to make sure that we are giving ourselves the wins, connecting with people, having systems in place that help us do the work, but ultimately going at the speed of people. Um, this is a people's business at the end of the day. You're dealing with big people, little people, and all the kinds of different people in between. So keeping those things in the forefront of, of our minds. Um, in closing, um, we definitely want to ensure that we avoid burnout as principals, and this is Jamal Crook. Um, for Jackie, Dr. Francis, and Corey, reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. Thank you. Mm -hmm.